Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mana Class Podcast, where men go to live legendary lives. Today is episode number 12, and our topic today is our desire to do what is easy. Uh, this is a very interesting topic, and before we jump in, I want to take a minute to thank everybody who is tuned in today, whether this is your first time or if you've listened to other episodes. Thank you for uh, listening, and I appreciate any comments that you guys can send me along the way. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. How often do we do what is easy? If you think through your life, it could be a lot of different things. It could be eating the same type of foods, uh, whether we do that for convenience or whether we do that for um, flavor, whether you know we drink the same things. Uh, again, convenience or certain tastes. Uh, we've always drank Diet Pepsi, so that's what we're going to just continue to keep doing. Um we only talk to the certain people that we know. Again, a convenience factor. A lot of it, I think, of what we, what society deems as easy comes from a level of convenience. Um, but I'll talk about in a little bit where I think there's something else missing in some of that because everybody wants to just kind of draw into like, oh, it's convenient, it's easy, it's, um, it's what I know, it's, it's you know, the laziness piece of it. And, and I don't know that it's necessarily that. Um, I think it's it could be a piece of that, but I think there's a little bit more. But moving on, so um, we only talk to the people that we already know. Uh, it's just an easy conversation. There's the rapport there. You already know about them. You can just very easily just keep that conversation going. Um, take classes that look easy. I know back in college that was one of the conversations at the end of a semester or even beginning of the new semester, which is which classes is everybody taking. And a lot of times it was like, oh, that's odd. Like, why are you taking that class? Oh, because it's easy. I need to pad my GPA or I need to bump this or whatever else. And it's so funny that we that, that that even happened. The first time somebody told me that, I'm like, I never thought about that because I was I was choosing classes of like how if I want to get to A, right, if I want to get a degree in engineering, what are the classes I needed to do in order to get a degree in engineering? Like, those are the classes I need. Um and it was just funny to watch different people choose different classes or even because of the professor because like, oh, I've heard this professor is super easy and this one is really a bear. And that would determine which, you know, which classes people took. So again, you, we see this in, in definitely college kids. Um, I'm not sure as much high school, at least I went to a small high school. So for me, it was, you know, there was only <laughs> there was only Mrs. Braggett teaching Algebra 2. That was it. There was no other option for Algebra 2. Like, that was just it. Um, but, you know, that's those are all, all choices that we have. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm getting over a, um, a, a sinus thing, so my if my voice sounds a little off, that's there's no, no reason to be alarmed. It's just trying to get off, off the, um, the tail end of that awful experience. So... Um, so what else do we do? Sometimes it's it's sitting inside and playing video games or watching TV because it can be easy to just sit and kind of unplug. Many people use that as a time to, you know, come home after work and they sit and 
Um, they don't really think about it. They turn on the Netflix. They watch a show that they're getting into. But in between shows, right, then it, it gets into what show am I going to start now, right? A big decision point, which that I'm going to tie that back into um, doing, you know, striking out on our own and, and, and getting to a different experience. <clears throat> but probably more often than not, we like to admit that we actually do what is easy. And it's, and a lot of times, I mean, when you talk to people, they say, well, I'm only doing what's asked of us. Um, you know, a lot of times at work, I know, you know, whether people are starting a new project or joining a new team, and it's instead of maybe doing, you know, if, if you could build widget A, you know, to go five miles an hour, well, you could, you know, maybe you build a widget that could go 10 miles an hour. It could go five, but if you really needed 10, you know, you've got that. And it's kind of over-delivering versus just sort of doing what is asked. Well, no, I was asked to go build widget A that only did five miles an hour, so that's what I'm going to go do. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go above and beyond. Why would I do that? Um, and so a lot of times we we kind of fall into that. Um, and so anytime that I talk about easiness and what people do, um, and I include myself in all of this, by the way. But you know, it's there's this quote from T. Harv Eker. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Eker and not Ecker, but either way, if you're willing to do, if you're willing to do only what is easy, life will be hard. But if you are willing to do what is hard, then your life will be easy. I know Les Brown had made that comment as well. Um, I've heard Les talk about that in some of his motivational speaking, but it's it's the first time I heard it, I didn't quite know how to regurgitate that back like I didn't know how to really explain that and I remember um, trying to tell that to my parents one time where I had said that and they're like so you're just supposed to leave like a like live a hard life like do make all the hard decisions and then your life will be easy like it doesn't make any sense and so I was like yeah but like the way you know when Les talked about it like it just totally made sense um, but I couldn't it was that level of learning where you learned it but you didn't own it like you didn't get to the point of really knowing it to a deep enough level that you could actually explain it. And in, and in learning, you know, we know from what we know about the brain is that it's like once it gets locked into your long-term memory bank and you get to a level of depth of understanding that you can actually regurgitate it back and actually explain it in such a way that you can answer questions, then it gets you to a high enough level of understanding. And so, you know, I'm going to take another stab at this again, but what I really see when I see this is, is not that you have to do what's hard. It's when we, when, when people talk about what's hard, they automatically, again, go for their, you know, the reptilian brain gets triggered and then it's the worst case of the worst case. And so when people say you need to, you know, you have to be willing to do what is hard in order to have a life that will be easy. They think, you know, having to, to just eat, you know, Elon talks about like eating glass, but it's like, you have to really go through and live a dredged life. And that's not, and that's not necessarily the case. Hard doesn't have to be this monumentous, big, heavy thing. Really hard is, is if we think of easy, it's it's almost like it's easy because you've done it before. And it's really 
you know, when when you think about that, it's it's let's say that that you go and and you know, a frame of perspective. You've got you drive to work every day, to work and out of work. A fourteen year old would look at that and go like, oh my gosh, like you've done this amazing thing, like you've got so much freedom to be able to get in the car, go anywhere that you want to go. And you look at them and go, well, that's easy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, driving a car is easy. Like, you'll get there, right? That's that's a lot of times what we tell our kids. Like, you know, you'll get there. You'll get to that point where it becomes easy. But for the 14-year-old, that would be really hard. And the first time that they get into the car at 15 and a half or 16, depending on, I don't know what the, the age laws are now, but when the child gets in for the first time, it becomes something that's that's difficult. And, what, and we help them through and, and tell them, you know, here's turn on the car, make sure your seatbelt's on, all that other stuff. But we take for granted the things that are easy because we lose our, our, ref, our frame of reference. Because just like an object, you know, if you're, if you're closed your eyes and you're like, okay, I'm at rest. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a car and then it goes to 60 miles an hour. If it stays at 60 miles an hour, you feel like you're still standing still. You don't feel 60 miles an hour. You feel the acceleration to 60 miles an hour. But when you're sitting at 60 miles an hour, everything is the same. And so much so that when you look at trees going past, your brain a lot of times goes like, oh, those trees are going the other way because you're in the frame of reference of the car. And a lot of times we do that as human beings. We, you know, we go through school and we think of like, oh, math was super hard. Um, some of us, math is still very hard, but a lot of times you go through and you're like, oh my God, like math is so hard. And then you have the class, you learn that skill and then you go, oh, that was easy. You know, the first time, um, playing basketball or any other sport and it's like, oh my God, like this is so hard. Like I don't understand how people can get a basket. I can't, I don't understand how people can get a ball and get it into a basket so repeatedly. But then after you practice it for so long, it's, it's like nothing. Somebody throws you a basketball, you shoot it, it goes in, it's easy. And then somebody else walking in off the street would be like, oh my God, like, how'd you do that? And you're like, well, it's easy, right? So easy doesn't necessarily mean that it's the convenience, it's the, the lazy route, because very equally for someone who is, you know, who makes everything from scratch, um, who has always made food from scratch and, you know, ate really healthily and, and, and whatever else, it's easy for them to make healthy meals because that's what they that's what they know. That's in their bag of, of what they understand. It's harder for them to go and maybe eat fried fried food or deep, you know, um, whatever types of like a bag of chips or something. Because they may say, ah, but that's you know, that's harder for me because that's outside of what I know, right? I know how to go whip up some fresh hummus and and, you know, clean some carrots and celery and have a great snack um, or make like a, a baked potato from scratch. You know, it's, it's, that is in their repertoire. That's a tool in their tool belt that makes it easy for them. And so a lot of times when people say, again, going back to that quote of doing what's easy or doing what's hard, hard, everything that you've done in your life thus far has been hard at some point in your life. It may not be hard to the version, the 2019 version of you right now, but it was hard, you know, to go back to the driving example, it was hard for that 16-year-old to start driving. 
So whatever year that, that was for you, the version of you at that year when you were 16, it was hard to drive. Now, fast forward however many years, it's easy. You get into a car and you can zip anywhere and, and that's it. There's nothing there's nothing there. It's just it's it's what you know. Again, it goes back to the convenience is really because of your brain has already mastered it. Your brain has already looked at it and said, instead of thinking of the world of the unknown, I've I've shined a light on it and now I know what it is. So before driving, right, we see that and we go like, oh my God, that's like so complicated. After you do it and you go through the steps, you're like, okay, I know I need to put the seatbelt on. I need to put the car on. I need to put it in drive. I need to look for my surroundings, make sure my mirrors and everything are set. Like you go through that so, so automatically. And it's the, the, um, the unconscious that actually takes over a lot of that programming, which gets into the habit formation. But what's really cool is the things that are hard, once we master them in our mind, they go into the unconscious. The brain does us a favor by sort of taking that over. And now all of a sudden, that's how you can start to multitask. You know, think of the first time that you were to drive. If somebody was peppering you with a deep conversation, you wouldn't be able to actually focus and, and give answers because you'd be so focused on like the task at hand of trying to drive. Now, how many times you see it all the time, people are texting or people are talking or people are shooting videos or whatever else. And they're doing all of that because their unconscious, right? Their subconscious mind is actually just taking over and operating the vehicle because they've got, it's so convenient that it's easy for them. So really, if I were to break down that quote even further, and I think this is probably the first time that I've been able to actually explain it, if I were to tweak around the words a little differently, it may read something like this. If you were willing to only do what the subconscious allows you to do, life will be very difficult. But if you are willing to push yourself to, to live in the conscious mind, then life will be easy. So what that means is every time that you go do something new, you're using your conscious mind. Right? If, if it's a pottery class or um, a singing class or you know something new, something that you want, like a new language or whatever else, like your brain is going to be consumed with trying to master whatever the task is at hand. Even so much so, I'd argue on a new Netflix show. How often do we talk to our coworkers and we're like, "Oh, like we're just we're at the end of you know we're at the end of this show and I'm looking for a new show." Right? Full on conscious mode. I need to find a new show that is funny or um, adventurous or like whatever that it is. And people get all in on that. Right? They, they don't just automatically scroll through and be like, oh, well, obviously, you know, after I finished, um, you know, after I watched Orange is the New Black, naturally, I'm going to go over and, and watch Big Bang Theory on, you know, and, and just and switch from through. No, they, they go out and they do the research and they find and they talk to people. And that is people getting outside of their comfort zone. Now, it's a frame of reference because... Some people could say, yeah, but they're still sitting on the TV watching Netflix and chilling every single night. But, you know, at the same time, it's it's what it is that they're choosing to do with their life. They may, they may need that couple hours of just detox time just because of how stressful their, their job is. But equally, there could be opportunities there, again, because that's what, they're, what they find easy on some level, you know, to go and, and maybe use that time for a walk on a podcast. Um... And that's something that's, that's outside of the norm. But again, it's it's what results are you looking for in your life? 
and how well are you willing to push the envelope of your conscious mind and go do the things that are hard. Hard is a spectrum. Hard could be um, drinking um, tea in the morning instead of coffee because coffee is something that you always drink in the morning. That could be hard, you know, depending on your level of hard. And another level is to start a brand, uh, a business from scratch, quit your job, and move to a different city. Like, that is, like, wow, right? A big, 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 big piece of hardness, right? So, so hard is on a spectrum. And so that Netflix example where I was talking about, you know, choosing a different show, well, that's on the spectrum of hard. It just may be on the easier side of hard. Or depending on who you talk to, you know, if they've watched everything on Netflix and they are just at an utter loss of what to watch next, it could be a massive pain center, right? It could be a massive area of, of something hard for them to go do. But I think too often times when we talk about doing something that's hard, we all get this sinking feeling. I know I did, and I know I do from time to time when somebody, when somebody uses the word hard. Oh, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be hard. Because automatically... Again, a reptilian brain goes to work and goes, what's the worst can happen? That worst thing that can happen because of survival mode then puts us into a state of, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And then that's when self-doubt and, you know, a lot of other catabolic emotions starts to come up and it starts to actually stop our momentum of moving forward. Simply from somebody to just say the word hard, which just blows my mind. But uh, yeah, I live it. And so I can't really, it's like blowing my mind in the, when I think about it, but in the same time, I live it when that same example of like, oh, you know, that's going to be super hard. And then all of a sudden it, it goes into like, well, I don't know, maybe I won't be able to go do that. But I did hear the other day, and I really, really want to share this is when somebody says, oh, that's going to be, you know, I, I use the example of like this podcast. I told somebody, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing a podcast. I'm like, oh my god, like that's so hard. I'm like, I, I mean, it, it, it kind of was, but it wasn't. And what they're really saying when somebody says that that's hard, it's hard. It may be hard for them, but we miss certain pronouns when we speak, because again, to dunk. If you were to ask me, I would say that is ridiculously hard. Now I'm. Five six five seven. I don't have a great vertical jump, so there's it's very hard in order to actually get to the rim. Um, I'm happy when I can actually get net. Let's just put it that way. And you know, but somebody who is six foot or or taller than six foot and has a better vertical jump, yeah, they'd be like, no, that's easy. So when I say that's hard, that's hard for me. That may not be hard for everybody, and so. I just want to bring everybody's awareness around that because to me, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, no way. How many times when somebody says like, oh, that's going to be hard, you know, oh, I want to start a business. Hey, I want to, uh, I want to get in shape or, you know, I want, I want to start eating healthy. Oh, that's going to be too hard. All of a sudden your brain hears hard, your reptilian brain then triggers all this catabolic energy. And then before you know it, you're doubting yourself in, can I actually go do this? Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't know how I have all the skills. Maybe it's just a waste of time and I need to go stop dreaming. And that's really where the core of this podcast is getting to is our desire to do what's easy, but it's also be conscious of the dreaming of life. Because when you're a kid and you ask a kid what you want to do in the day and he's like, oh man, I'm going to build a tree for, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And they've got all these great plans and they don't even think of what's hard or easy 
have they even built a, a fort before? Maybe not, but they're going to, they're going to go build, you know, it may be a crappy first fort, but they're going to build a fort and be proud of that first fort because they've made momentum. They've kept moving forward. They're going to move the needle forward in life. And so oftentimes as we go through adulthood, we, we tend to get jaded by society and jaded by other things. Um, friends, family, experiences where it's like, well, we need to stop dreaming. We need to live in the in a realistic world. And I'll get to realism in a second because that's a, also another big mind-blowing aha piece. Um, and I want to try to separate out some of the stuff so it's not just like massive bombs exploding and it's like, what is what is going on? But when you when you do push the limits and you push yourself to do something new, comma, hard, um, life will take on a new form because it'll be excitement because the little things that you do, you'll feel proud of yourself for as opposed to maybe just sitting inside and doing exactly your life on repeat. And there, and don't get me wrong, there's definitely days where I will have days on repeat where, I, I mean, perfect case in point is the past week I was sick. Um, every day was on repeat. Wake up, take care of the baby sleep as much as I could, try to get any um, additional vitamins, elderberry juice, like pretty much any and all health food vitamins I could get into me, I was doing and trying to sleep in between there. But that was pretty much it. There was no, you know, am I going to go for a run today? Am I going to go work out today? Who am I going to talk to today? Am I going to record another podcast? Like none of that was happening. It was just purely just stay alive. Um, and, and some people need that. You know, we all have different seasons of our lives, and there's definitely seasons where it's time to rest. But there's also that resting for too long can then lead into a state of depression because you're you won't get to a point of actually doing something where you feel proud for in your life. And so that's really where all this is: is don't be afraid of when somebody says to do something that's hard because a lot of times that's coming from their own filter. That's coming from, oh, I can never build a multi-million dollar real estate and, you know, business, or I could never build, um, you know, a new, a new car. I'm sure everybody that, that Elon ever talked to told them, oh my God, build electric, electric car company, a space rocket company. That's going to be ridiculously hard. And he, and he actually did say that in one of his interviews that I remember watching. He's like, everybody told me that I was crazy and I was nuts and that was hard and all that, but that was all them. Elon did it. Now, granted, it was hard for Elon to go do, but the things that he does today versus the things that he did when he first started the company are very different. And so the things that he does today, I'm sure he says are easy, but they may not have been easy the first time that he uttered the words Tesla for an electric car company. Um, and so again, it's all a frame of reference. And so not only so much so when somebody says it's hard, difficult, monumentous, oh my God, I can't go do that. It's not just they themselves. It could be you yourself at this version of your state, this version of yourself, sorry. But that doesn't necessarily mean that in a year from now, that could be a possibility for you. You know, we, we live in a time now in 2019, um, we'll be in 2020 here soon enough, but we live in a time where anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. We have flown. We have crossed the seas. We have 
cured sicknesses. We have radically transformed our bodies. We have gone from not knowing how to cook to be, you know, a five-star chef. Like anything and everything is possible. Whatever it is that you really want to go do is possible. And the only thing that you have to give up are your own limitations. And those limitations are also spawned, are also influenced by others. Hesitations, resistance. And so that's the thing that I want to try to make clear is that it's, you know, when you let go of, of the things that are, are keeping you, that are keeping you stuck, that are keeping you maybe from moving forward, from maybe trying something that is new, comma, hard, um, it's just take the first step, see what happens. Enjoy it, right? See, see where it goes. Um, because the first time that you cooked, I'm sure you burned stuff. I know I did. Um, the first time that you exercised, I'm sure you pulled a muscle. I know I did. Uh, the first time that you ever tried to teach somebody something, I'm sure you rambled on for endless amounts of times, didn't get to the point, and left the person more confused than when they started talking to you. Been there, done that. Um, blogging, public speaking, um, weightlifting, like any and all types of things. First time that you talked to a girl, I'm sure it went horribly bad. Definitely was there. I could riff on that for an immense amount of time. Um, first time trying to fix a car blew it up you know these are all things that that just kind of happens you laugh about it and you kind of go <laughs> and move on your day um but the the interesting question that i always get asked is okay well but what made somebody push the limits before to do something that was new and hard and really i think it was that level of possibility you know the, if you think of something that um you know even let's go from uh, a societal where we live our lives in a state of being single and we see what's possible. We see a friend or somebody or on TV that has a really great relationship. Um, they found somebody that was super attractive and funny and they just laughed and you're like, wait, that's possible. So if that's possible for them, maybe it's possible for me. And all that you need is that one little question or one little statement to yourself. Maybe that's possible for me. And that's enough of a, a grain or enough of a, a beginning of a momentum in order to move you forward, which is then which takes you into the next thing of like being more curious. And then you're, you know, the um, RES like starts to RES starts to, to hone in and, and bring you all the things that you need in order to go find that in your life. And so, you know, part of it, you know, Tony Robbins talks about standard. Well, if you raise your standard, you're going to, you're going to achieve more because you demand more from yourself. But I think that it's, there's sometimes when, you know, placing a demand, placing a level of standard. And when you start to really grain into your identity that like, I'm no longer going to tolerate this abusive relationship and I'm going to go move, you know, and find somebody different, like that's a time for um, setting standards. I think there's also a different way, which is around possibility. Because as a kid, you know, if you think of the, you know, the first time that a kid was walking or was running, babies don't say, you know what, I'm sick of this stuff. I am done laying on my back. I'm going to roll over. I'm setting a new standard for myself. I'm rolling over. No, they just, they, they see maybe somebody roll over or they, 
you know, they're trying to get their hand and all of a sudden they accidentally roll over and they go, whoa, that's possible? Okay, maybe I need some more of that. Consequently, the same thing when babies go from crawling state to walking state. They don't just say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm raising my standards. I'm going to force myself to get into a standing position. They see people do it and they go, I wonder if that's possible for me. And they start working on it. So I think there's definitely two different areas of motivation. One where you raise your standard and you just you are no longer willing to tolerate that any longer. And you just say, what's done is done. Like, I'm just, I'm whatever I have to do, I'm going to get out of this situation, right? Leading from a place of running from pain towards pleasure. But then there's also a level of being curious and seeing what's potent, you know, what's possible for you and moving towards the things that you like, right? Somebody plays guitar and you go like, I think that'd be really cool. Like, I would like to learn guitar. Well, I'm sure it's possible for me to learn guitar. So I'm going to go try to, you know, go find that. Um, and so I think that there's, I think there's two different things. And so depending on where you're at in life and depending on which situation that you're in, whether you're trying to get away from a harmful situation, raise your standards. If you're trying to get to maybe more fun and enjoyment, well, it seems a little counterintuitive, right? You know, it seemed weird to be like, I need to raise my standards to have more fun. Oh, no, you just want to have more fun. You're curious about, you You see other people you having more fun, so you know that that's a possibility for them. And so if it's a possibility for them, it's a possibility for you. So that just means that you're going to start to figure out what happiness means to you and start moving towards that place of happiness. Um, and before you know it, that what was new, comma, hard will become easy, and then all of a sudden you you will have set your own standard. So in a way, Tony is right, but it's a matter of is it coming from a place of like, you know, throwing down and getting angry and like forcing yourself to, to go through it, or are you just being curious and really setting a new standard from a place of love or, or from a place of passion or from a place of enjoyment? Um, so, you know, when you have a desire for something, just think of, you know, what might be possible, what might be passionate. And, and really what I kind of want to end with is the whole piece of realism because that I think is a way, realism is a way of killing what's possible for somebody. Because if you've been told your whole life to be realistic, to do what is logical, maybe to be, you know, that's, is that even feasible or is that even doable? Well, forget it. Realistic is safe. It's boring. It's simply a repeat of your past, or it's a repeat of somebody else's past, right? If if your parents tell you all the time that that's you know you're not being realistic and you need to go be more realistic, well, that may be what's true and safe for them, but that may not be what's true and safe for you. It may not be what what gets you going, um, because realism leaves no room for the magic or the miracles that we are all craving. You know, when people don't, you know, when you talk to people, if you say, like, if you could have anything in the world, what is it that you would want? People don't say, I want what's realistic. I want something that's doable. No, they want the things that are unrealistic. They want the things that nobody's ever done before. Or they want something, you know, they want to be the first millionaire in their family, right? And, you know, or they want to, you know, to, to skydive or, or to you know, to drop everything and go backpack around Europe for 60 days or whatever that it may be. And that's where the magic is because when you listen, when you actually listen to them and you hear, you know, the magic and the miracles and the, and the excitement and the passion that comes out in them, 
all that stuff, you could very easily be like, well, how realistic is that? And then you'd watch that passion die. Like, if you ever want to kill somebody's passion, just ask them how realistic that is. And you'll just see it just, and like, leave their soul. And that's, and it's it's a horrible thing to do. And, and unconsciously, we do that to people all the time. But if you, be, you know, gain awareness around it, you say, hey, listen, just, just go do, you know, whatever it is that you want to go do. If you want to, if, you know, if you want to go drop everything and go backpack through Europe, great. What do you want? How are you going to go do that? Where, where do you want to go do? What are you going to do with all your stuff? Like, support them. Figure it out. Because it's, it's just, that's the essence of life. Instead of going to work and working around the clock and doing all the things that we should do, shooting all over ourselves and blah, 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 all that stuff. You end up living a life where, at the end of the day, you will have wished that you would have done things differently. You will have wished that you would have gone on that fishing trip. You will have wished that you would have gone out west to go see the parks. You will have wished that you wanted to have gone seen the Grand Canyon. You will have wished that you would have seen the pyramids of Egypt and ancient Greek or ancient Greece. And so, if whatever it is that you have always wanted to go do, now is the best time. And so. Whether or not people, whether or not you have ever actually given yourself permission to dream, give yourself permission today. And so the last thing that I'll end with is be unapologetically unrealistic. Dream bigger, dream harder, and get excited about what you discover about yourself in the unfolding and something that's outside your reach. If you do that every single day until you die, you will on your deathbed, you will look back and go, I killed it. I, I, I freaking crushed it. I crushed life. I did exactly everything that I wanted to go do because I constantly reached for the things that were outside my reach. And I was tenacious about, I was tenacious enough about it in order to go get it. And that's a topic for another day. But I did want to go over the whole what's easy, go through that quote of, doing what's hard and what's easy, dissecting out what really hard is because, again, too often times we think of hard and we just immediately shut down and we don't do the things that we really want to go do even though that it is, you know, it's hard. I'm sorry, the first time I stood was hard. Getting out of bed is hard. <laughs> but we go, we go do that anyway. Um, and so hopefully that gave a little bit of... of um, motivation, inspiration, and you can take that onto your day. So until next time, have a great rest of your day and make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have, if you haven't already. Share it with others. I'd like to try to get my message out to as many people as I can, try to help as many people that may be stuck. So this podcast of doing what's easy, trying to go and be unrealistic. If you know of somebody after listening to this that could absolutely use this, send it to them. Don't anything twice, just send it to them. Just say, hey, this is a message here. You might be able to get something from it. You may listen to it and say, this guy's an idiot, and that's okay too. But at least just go do that. Just go be as supportive and helpful to as many people as you can. Um, have a great day. Can't wait to talk next time.